Hello, everyone. Welcome to Killer Serials. This is Tony Jones. Ryan Parker. That's Dr. Ryan Parker. Dr. And J. Dr. Tony Jones. Dr. J. Ryan Parker and Dr. Anthony H. Jones. Yes, sir. But we're not that kind of doctor. We can't heal you except your spirit because we have doctors of theology. We talk about TV, spiritual TV, theological TV, and we are talking about... Good TV. We're talking about good TV. We're talking about good Hulu streaming TV, The Path, Season 2, Episode 5, which we five is solid. Episodes 4 and 5 are such, uh, such a pivotal... They're solid. Such a pivotal moment in the season, I think. I mean, I don't know what's coming next, but, boy, a lot goes on. So we got Hawks and Juvie. Yeah, that's where he belongs. Eddie and Sarah Make out with every girl you meet. That's what you get for trying to make out with girls in bars. (laughs) You remember that episode four? He's like, basically just walked up. I'm not a boy. I'm a man. She's like, you're a boy. Bye-bye, boy. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then Hawks and Juvie. You got Hawk and Juvie. You got Eddie and Sarah naked in bed together. You got Cal and Sarah trying to find a mole. You exploiting got exploiting the unburdening process to try to find out who's who's spying on the movement. You got Abe and all of us as viewers assured that he's about to get kicked out and get sniffed out as the FBI agent. But instead, like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Can it's I like, make you an offer? <laughs> How did you find out? Find out what? <laughs> yeah, it's really fascinating. You didn't think the one person in your movement with security background, that's probably the guy? You didn't think that? Yeah, exactly. And there must be, let me just say, talking about Abe with his shirt off in the, in the you know, having heart palpitations, there must be a weight room at the compound. <laughs> did you have heart palpitations in that scene yourself? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. But Abe is Abe is uh, Abe is throwing up three Hondo for sure on the. Let me tell you something. You don't get a body like that by running the Killer Serials podcast and (laughs) watching TV all day. No, he's hitting the weights. He's throwing around. He's throwing around the plates. Yeah. Um, the, the episode starts out, Ryan, with, with Eddie at his it, – it, episode four ended by Eddie walking into the back of a cult anonymous group and saying, hi, my name is Eddie. I was in a cult, which seemed, as you put it, as more victorious for the viewer than for Eddie himself. In the second – I mean, this, he, he goes back and the, the episode five begins with Eddie at the second meeting for him at this group, and he's – basically giving his testimony was what we would call in Christian circles. He doesn't really disparage the cult. You know, other people talk about the, their cults and they're like, and then father locked me in a room, you know, this kind of thing. And then father's been showing up in my nightmares, right. in my dreams. Can, can he be? In, can what does Eddie say? Eddie says it gave me structure, yeah. purpose, and a sense of freedom that I've never known before. So Eddie's not out of the Myris movement. Well, he is at the moment. But just look at his back. Look at his back document. every time he takes he his shirt off. He hasn't signed the document, right? What is it about this, though? Let's talk about this. Again, this is where I don't think the show, you know, and I don't really see anybody leveraging these criticisms, but the show is not anti-religious, right? No, not at so, all. So I, I think those are absolutely fitting descriptors of what a life of faith could be. 
structure, purpose, and freedom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But those are all three things that can be used and implemented to oppress and to restrict. Yeah, of course. You know, somebody once told me that the, that, that a cult is different than orthodox religion because a cult takes a cult takes one little thing and makes it everything. Like so it's not wrong in its core belief, but it makes that belief everything. So you know what what some Christians would say is the problem with Pentecostals is they make speaking in tongues everything. What's the one thing in the Myers movement? Well, I climbing think, the ladder. Yeah, I mean it, the the fact that the, the light, light is within you and like the light wants living. you to be good. They don't. Is seem it the to us any, versus them mentality of the movement versus the world? Well, then they blow it up. Like that's wh- that's where it goes wrong is when they make it e- into everything, you know. And and um, there's some interesting. You know, we've seen this in the last couple episodes in the past. There's been some interesting. Um, like let let's say when Hawk is in the is in juvie and there's the guy who's reading the new Jim Crow and he's like kind of lecturing his posse in the prison yard and Hawk yeah. comes over and kind of sits nearby them and he's like, Hey, we got a visitor. And then he goes over to him and he's like, so, you know, what, what's your book say? And he's Hawk's got the a copy of the ladder and um, <clears throat> Hawk says, Oh, everybody's equal. And the guy goes, Within the movement. Within the movement. But you guys look down on everybody else. And Hawk yeah. kind of sits there in silence like, oh, shit, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't know what to say. So that's so interesting, right, too, that Hawk, who's in this very insular community, he's getting, maybe for the first time, he's getting like a view of another insular community, of a kind of a little bit of a like a black power movement, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they 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 make it very known that they're insular. Like you're against us. I mean, you're not a part of us. Yeah, I, I think Hawk Hawk reveals himself as such a little boy. I think even in although he fights pretty good, you know, but yeah, he could take a punch. He took a punch and then he landed a few. It seemed like before the guards got in there in this midnight fight with yeah. his, with his roomie who wanted to touch I, his I, hair. I, I think he's one of the most well-constructed teenage characters Hmm. I've seen in a while, just for everything that you're talking about. Like the way he struggles, the way he talks, the way he carries himself. He just feels like this is the guy, like this is a teenager in a cult. For me as a dad who now I have a 16 year old who's taller than me. There's even, there's even an odd, it's what it does to your relationship with a teenage son when he, when he's taller than you, like Hawk is taller than Eddie, you know, and Eddie tries to like kind of get up in his grill. And I'm like, dude, that's embarrassing. Cause your son is an inch taller than you. And I got a son who's two inches taller than me, you know? And it's just, it does change the dynamic. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the situation. Hawk finds himself in jail because he and his, well, Sarah had struck a deal with, the corporation yeah. uh, that's polluting the water. Right. And she says, look, I, if you don't press charges against Hawk, then I'm going to drop uh, our, our investigation, so to speak. Yeah. But she doesn't. Right. Well, she, she secretly does, goes, she's just, it's gnawing at her. And, and she secretly goes to the scientist or chemist or whatever. And they agree to proceed with the testing. Yeah. Well, 
in episode five, cops show up, get Hawk, throw him in jail for what? Destruction of property, trespassing, and domestic terrorism. Right. Right? Because he's part of this fringe group. Now, that seems, knowing what we know, of course, about the show and what Hawk's done, that's a big stretch, right? That domestic terrorism, he threw a rock through a window. But I don't know that it is anymore. Well, not let's let's just put it this way. In our world. If you know anything about the law, a lot of times what prosecutors will do is they'll shoot high and they'll know that ultimately we're going to settle. You know what? There's going to be a... There's going to be a settlement. so it's, it's It doesn't not, feel like that woman's ready to settle in this one, though. Yeah, but I, I mean I would also say that like uh, – well, that woman isn't. But ultimately it's not – in this case, it's the state bringing charges against Hawk. It's a, it's the state of New York against Hawk. It, it, it's not that woman. It's just she happens to know the district attorney and she gets – him charged with that's right that's a lot yeah, of you're right like you're right yeah I, it probably won't stick but then when you see hawk and his parents and they're in a like a, a holding room with the, the lawyer that is one of the most maddening scenes of all right because the lawyer is like well i mean these people don't have the light and eddie's like are you freaking kidding me yeah this is not about the light i don't want your freaking cult lawyer and then she's like, "Oh, that's what you think we are now? We're a cult." And they end up sleeping yeah. together, you yeah. know. 10 yeah. If you later. keep, if you're keeping, if you're keeping Hawk in jail, then yes, we've got a real problem here. <laughs> and yet, that lawyer's just like, "We need to, you know, we need to. These people don't have the light, and so we we, we have some real problems." But they all seem. I will just say this: they all seem very um, naive. All of them seem very naive about the way the world really works. Yeah. And I think you're right that this like domestic terrorism charge is dropped on them like a bomb. And like they're not even really paying attention to what's going on out in the world. They are so absorbed in their own little lives. Like Eddie is so absorbed in his own melodrama of like losing his wife and kid and – Sarah the America, so absorbed. The Amer- I need that. You know, and it's, it doesn't even end up being about the people of the water. It's like I need this, Cal. You got your five million dollar building. I want my hundred thousand dollar water test. I need this. This is about me. Like basically, this is the only way I stay in the movement is if I get my water test. The United States of the path is not the United States that we live in. It's a fictional show, but it is oddly. And eerily, timely, and maybe a bit prophetic. If you think about last season, what is the one risk the Myers movement took? Yeah, they take in. They became a sanctuary movement, right? They were like a sanctuary. I'm, I'm part of a church now that's filing to become a sanctuary church, right? Or that's pursuing that path in light of recent executive orders and the new administration. So are Eddie and Sarah unaware of reality? Is the reality that they live in similar to ours? I think you could draw some parallels, but you're right. They're, they're woefully unprepared to address the severity of the situation. I mean, Sarah and the lawyer are like, Hey, you know, we've got the light, you know, Eddie's like, our kid is in jail. Right. And then Hawk says, I'll stay in jail so you can test the water. And Eddie says, 
you picked your cult over our son. Yeah. And yeah. Sarah is just so lost. Like it's funny, but Eddie Eddie seems pretty lost most of the time. But Sarah is so completely lost. She really thinks that testing the water is going to be, you know. So does the does the Eddie's tactic works clearly, right? He frames the woman, not frames the woman, but he he gets her in touch with her it's, estranged it's son. Fascinating, and it's so funny. Sarah's like, "How did you find that out?" And he goes. I Googled it. <laughs> like Just basic research. He's like out in the real world Googling stuff. And yeah. she's like, you know, Sinning. I called Sinner. her a hundred times on the phone. Like, yeah. why would you call somebody on the phone? Nobody calls each other on the phone anymore. Well, let's take, let's take a couple things here. The, uh, take, let's take a couple of things together. The first is what we just talked about, which is the government's ability and, and maybe willingness to throw out these grandiose charges to control a narrative, right? To, to preserve peace or whatever, to keep people secure. Yeah. Cal's doing the exact same thing in episode five. They're trying to ferret out the mole. And as we joked about earlier, rather than actually, you know, thinking, Hey, maybe Abe's the guy, you know, Abe's got military background and security background. He's like basically promotes him to be his chief SS officer. Right. Right. He helps lead these raids and, and uh, conducts he's the, he's these the, interviews. He's the new Obergruppenführer. Oh my gosh, good word. So, <laughs> but guess what they do? They do whatever they want to. Abe does whatever he wants to, first off, to protect himself. Yeah. And Cal asks no questions. Oh, we found this phone. It's she says, I've never seen this phone. The sweetest, as you said earlier, the sweetest woman in the movement, yeah. the doctor, who by all accounts has never raised any alarms is truly altruistic in everything she does quite quickly dismissed and she is devastated as she walks away by herself she's crying i mean it's so they are willing to do anything to protect the security the safety and the quote-unquote integrity of the movement rarely will you see an example that such a clean example of scapegoating an innocent victim as the doctor being dismissed. Now, what She's we a healer. think, and this is funny because you would have thought before, like anytime someone leaves the Myrists, good for them. Like they're off to a better life. But when she, when the doctor gets kicked out of the movement and the, and the gate slams behind her, you know, you think, oh, this is not the best for her. Like she had a good thing going. And now she's out, out on her ear, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But she's just scapegoated by Abe. And and by doing that, Abe gets to keep his position of power. Oh, he's only a one R. And he's in charge of the <laughs> he's in charge of the whole investigation, even though yeah. he's only a one R, you know. Yeah. And this is the episode where we also start to see some other tensions like between Sarah's parents, um, because Kodiak is back. He he um it's so fat, like Richard, and, and then there's this increasing role of Richard, who's sitting in the background of all these unburdening sessions, running the, ta- running the let's just say, reel-to-reel tape recorder. I love Richard. Richard That's is really growing on me. I hated him in season one. Yeah, I like him now because he knows what's up. And he makes Cal unburden. And so Cal has to, yeah. Cal's like, okay, have, yeah, we're under FBI investigation. You 
You haven't seen The Blacklist, have you, on NBC? No. He's got a great role in The Blacklist. He's this hilarious guy. He's like a fixer kind of guy. Really? Super funny. Um, yeah. You know what I do like about – so on the – with the unburdening, with the testing the water, with the pushing to get the nonprofit status, it seems like there's nothing that Sarah won't do for the movement. Yeah. But you know what I like about the show still? We haven't gotten to the breaking point. She always sides with her family, right? She comes clean to her mom. It's true. She says, I've been letting them see Eddie, right? She leaves Cal standing out in the front yard and hops in the car with That's Eddie right. to go see Hawk, right? Yeah. She's, she's quick to tell the woman, hey, look, I'll call all of this off if you just get my son out of jail. Like, what is still important to her. And to me, that's a sign of, of faith and devotion. Still because if you, yeah. if you hold anything, in my opinion, if you hold anything above your family, uh, I don't give a shit that you believe that. Hmm. Because you treat your children, or if your children, you treat the people who gave you life this way. So then are we just setting up, I wonder, are we just setting up then uh like what? What's going to happen if Mary's kid is Cal's? Well, I don't know. Is Cal then going to put his own flesh and blood above the movement? That's great. Right? That's good. I don't know. Yeah, because that could there happen. is something in the movement like family. Is would everything. Cal do it? Would Cal do that, or would he sacrifice his own for the movement? Yeah. I mean, he's already committed murder. Right. Right. Sarah hasn't done that, at least. Right. In fact, she's put herself in harm's way. Yeah. Cal never does that. So although Cal, although Cal, I think what I, I think Cal would have drunk the water out of that pond as a stunt. I don't think so. I, I don't think know. He okay, well, we maybe agree to disagree. And guess what? She goes back and she apologizes to the guy for uh, dropping the case. Oh my gosh! The way this—they're they're getting so the, good the in this show at how they close episodes. And what happens? The guy stabs a cow. And this black stuff goes everywhere, and I think it's one of the one of the coolest scenes of oh, I, series. I think it's like it's like it's like uh, like the Sopranos, it's like all the sacrificial imagery, yeah. right? The cow, the the black blood, oh, you know, Sarah getting dirty, That's like just all this imagery. Color. I thought worked so great. I I mean, just well, just this: the guy goes behind her, grabs a knife, and she's like, "Holy shit, what's going to happen here?" And then yeah. he kills the cow. Percy right? kills the cow, right? Because it's dying. And shit sprays everywhere. And it does look like the color of shit. And it's like black as tar. And it's just incredible. I mean. So that's not blood. That's poison. Right. And it's like there, there's something in there, too, about in, in ancient Israel sprinkling the blood of the ox on the, on the altar in the temple in the Holy of Holies once a year. You know, like. And she's the guardian of the light. Is, oh her, is she a vessel for the? Yeah. And then she it looks works. at the camera and screams. Yeah, and I buy. I bought it. I, I bought like, it. Oh, man, totally that's great. bought it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a great way to end. So it's. I really think it's picking up steam. I. I thought. You know, I think you and I thought the first three episodes were good, but man, episodes four and five, it's like, holy. Moly. Kicked it up a notch. You can yeah. see why Universal Television has picked it up for season three. Wink, wink. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot going on. We thank you for listening to Killer Serials. 
If you got an idea of what we should do after the path, season two ends, and think about something we should dive into, usually we're a little more sporadic in the summertime, so we'll probably have time for you know one more show, uh, a short maybe a short leading run, up to the summer for sure, maybe yeah. a shorter run show in late spring before yeah. we uh, goof around a little bit in the summer. But yep, okay. Thanks, Tony. Ryan, it's always so nice to talk to you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening to Killer Serials. Ciao. Everything's just ripped apart. I will murder you before I let you take him from me. You know all the tactics then. That's my job, knowing what deception looks like. There was a man following us. I won't be blackmailed. Yes, you will. The light provides. It's all very delicate. Your fragile house of lives. It could collapse at any moment. The night is only beginning.